be cautious and protective of who you share your dreams with and who you're sharing some of this shit with because not everybody's going to understand it. So if you're telling people what you're experiencing and you're telling them. In this episode, we will talk about losing a parent and having that as the domino effect. Knowing that when you are finally deciding on making a huge change, that opens the floodgates of how brave, courageous, and resilient you are. We'll dive right into Angela Gentile's courageous story, where she had to make the decision of what to do when her dad was in the hospital. And knowing that her strength and bravery resulted in where she is today. Be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to the Courageous Inner Beast, the place where you're charged up by calling in your inner beast. Today, we have Angela Gentile. Hi, Angela. Please introduce yourself. What up, girl? Hi, everybody. My name is Angela Gentile. Um, I am a hype woman, a podcast host, a speaker, entrepreneur, and badass unicorn. Yes. <laughs> um, unicorn. Totally. That helps millennials, you know, bust out of the box and feel free from limitations and expectations so that they can truly live a life that they love, yeah. not feel suffocated by doing what they should because it's their life, not their mom's. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I help millennials take action into a life they love. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So as we're just getting to, to it, what is your one courageous story? Like one is just a fancy, but it could be, you know, yeah. more than one. It would I think there's always one story that like starts the dominoes. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for that, for me was when my father died mm. because that event- Oh God, it'll be eight years like on Monday. Oh. It feels like eight years ago, a million years ago and yesterday and not at all, like at all at once. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Grief is wild. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I, before he passed away, I was just like the most miserable person ever, like ever. Mm. Uh, I was like angry and, and, and had short tempered and I was just not a joy to be around and I was a public school teacher and I hated this job yeah I think anybody who meets me now is like how the hell were you a teacher I'm like I know none of it was right nothing in my life was right. <laughs> you know what I mean um yeah so I was just like going through the motions I was checking the boxes I was doing all the things that I thought I should do you know I was yeah. like playing by the rules go to college get a job make the money, get the apartment, do the things, get the master's degree, check, 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 check. And I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing all of it. I hate it. I hate this. Like, I'm not joyful. Um, when did you realize that it was, when did you realize that you, like, you hated it during that process? Ooh, let's see. <laughs> I think I taught for like 15 years and I think it was like the fourth year of teaching that I was like, this isn't it. But I didn't know what to do. I didn't yeah. know what to do because everybody the reason I got into that mess and the reason I got into careers and things that weren't for me is because I was just listening to what other people, like uh, listening to what other people thought my life should look like. Mm, so okay. I, I was looking for guidance and I was getting it from other people, but I wasn't listening to myself, you yeah. know? 
And it was like, I hate this job. I hate my relationships. I hate myself. But it's like, oh, you know, this is just a job. This is everybody feels this way. Can I swear, Tina? Yes. Fuck that. Like, not everybody feels that way. Like, you don't. And if you do feel that way, oh, my God, there's such a better way to live. You know what I mean? But I was taking advice from people who are also in, like, a different iteration of that Mm -hmm. lifestyle, too. So, you know, when I got the call that my dad died, it was out of nowhere, just just a sudden he passed away from an an aneurysm and Mm -hmm. you know I mean he was on life support but he was like dead you know what I mean so I get to the hospital and I'm just like in the 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 second that I had to decide like to take him off of life support oh you had to make the decision Mm -hmm. wait why you out of I'm I'm curious like out of everyone I'm his only child oh yeah makes sense yep so, I mean, I had my stepmom, but I think out of respect, she was like, what do you want to do? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't like that. I became an adult. Yeah. Moment. I really did. And I think a lot of people learn that lesson in a variety of ways. Like there's a moment when you're like, yo, this is, this is no more games. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people learn that through having their own children. Yeah. And for me, I learned it through death you know wait so i'm just curious about like so in that process yeah when you you know giving the consideration that your stepmom's like angela since this is your dad you make the decision for it so what was the process of that like emotion the logistics of that too i'm curious I, i think to be honest everything is happening so fast in that moment yeah. That it's very logistical. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, I can't even wrap my head around how I feel because I, I have no words to describe this. And I'm being bombarded with like, you know, life support, this and this and this. And then the next day, it's like, we got to go to the funeral home and then we got to get a casket. And I was like, what the fuck? Like my dad died. Like I don't, you don't even have a second to breathe and to process anything mm-hmm. before like the priest is there. And the nurse is there and all these things. And you're it, it. So I wish I could tell you like what that process was like besides overwhelming. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember, to be honest. I, I just remember like, it was me, my stepmom and the, the doctor. What mm-hmm. did he look like? No idea. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what, who this man was. I don't remember because yeah. everything was just a blur. Yep. And that's where my focus was, you know? And I asked him and I said, like, my dad was a huge avid golfer. You know what I mean? That's all he did. That is all he did. That was his life. Nikki (laughs) was a golfer, period. The end. So I asked the doctor, I said, will my dad ever golf again? And the doctor said no. So I was like, well, I guess we take him off life support. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. Like doing something like you can't do something that you truly, truly love doing hmm no it's yeah and, and, and I think in that moment like I really like I said I really became a different person like that was the hardest most adult most serious decision I have ever fucking made in my like I'll never make a decision like that ever again you know yeah. what I mean and it it's also so layered because yes it's like very tactical and logistical but it's also yeah. so emotional yeah 
decision I made was the greatest act of love and selflessness that you can give to somebody is like to honor what they would want. Yes. If I had it my way, I would like, nah, we're just going to keep fighting. Right. Yeah. Like it's not about. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I think again, when you learn, you can learn selflessness in a variety of ways. And a lot of people, like I said, learn it through their own parenting and, and having their own children. And I learned that through loss. Like, it's not about me. None of that was about me. It was about honoring what my dad needed and what he wanted. Yeah. You know, did he he mention that? I mean, I forgot. Or like more so how did he, how did he pass away again? He had an aneurysm, brain aneurysm. And brain, brain, yeah. Can't even pronounce it. (laughs) A Y up in there. Any, yeah. E's and U. Yeah. But then like, so you, of course, you made the decision honoring him. So I guess my assumption is that when you know growing up, he was more of if I can't do what I love. Yeah, that was always my dad. Like you just knew him, and like that's just what he did. It was never said. It was never said, but it was understood. Mm-hmm. It was understood. Like he truly he, loved golfing. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was what he did every day, every day. Every day, every day, every day. My dad will be out on the goddamn golf course, like, like <laughs> they they call him Nick. Like, girl, his name is Nick, but he yeah. would be there and the night, like at night, like after the sun sets and everything. And they just call him Nick at night. Isn't that a that's a that's a like Nick at night? Yeah, yeah, Nick at night. And he would he would be out there, like you know even in November when it's cold, like until it snowed. And then when it snowed, he'd be like, I hate this shit. And then he'd go to Georgia or he'd go to North Carolina or South Carolina. Like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was him. And that's that's just, it's weird. In that moment, I felt very connected and very, like, just present. Mm. Very present. It wasn't, that's why, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't really explain how I was feeling, but it was just like, oh my God, I have to make, like, this is the thing I need to do right now. Yeah. Right now. Like, I just somehow trusted myself. Yeah. yeah. I don't even can't even, I mean, it hasn't happened to me yet, but I can't even imagine if I were, I just not, if, if I will be ever be in that position too for whoever is close to me. Is it usually has to be like, like your kin to make the decision? Really? Or usually like if you plan this shit out and you're like ahead of the game, you'll have like a healthcare proxy of someone who makes the decision for you. And you'll also have a will where everything is written out. So like everybody knows what to do. So if you're listening to this right now, these are questions that you might want to ask your parents of like, what are your wishes? What do you want? So you're not standing there like, like dumbfounded in, in the hospital room. If something tragic happens, you know what I mean? My mom, We've already had this conversation. It's do not resuscitate, uh, no funeral, no wake, save your money, cremate, sprinkle our ashes somewhere, have a good day. She's like, just make it. She's like, literally, I don't want any of this. Make it easy on yourself. Funerals are expensive. She's like, save the money. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I think these conversations are, are so important. And they I didn't have that with my dad. We were just like figuring it out and it was a lot of cooks in the kitchen and a lot of mm. different opinions yeah that i honestly was like i don't give a fuck whatever you guys want <laughs> just do it just fucking do it okay 
seriously, like my grandmother is super religious. Yeah. She's, now she's 93 yeah. and she's super religious. And, you know, my dad, I guess my, my stepmother had said my dad wanted to be cremated. And my grandmother was like, you know, doing the sign of the cross, like, oh, Jesus, he can't be. And like, he's buried. Yeah. Is, that, is that what he wanted? I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yes. just whatever. Right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Fine. I don't care. Fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, that was it. That was the, that was the thing that divided my life mm. like a before and then after. And like I said, that event was like the, the thing that started a series of events in my life for me to like no longer settle. Yeah. I was willing after I lost my dad and it, it opened my eyes to the fragility of life and, and the, and the certainty of it. Nobody gets out of this alive. Not one person. Yeah. You know? So why would we spend it? Whatever time we have left, that's not guaranteed that it could happen tomorrow. Why would we spend any minute on this earth? Unhappy, miserable, stuck, angry. Nope. I was like, fuck that. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that anymore. So there was a lot of things that had to change and a lot of big, brave decisions that came subsequently after that of, yeah, I got to take control of my life. What did you do? So what was the first thing you did? And then after, soon after. So I don't want it to seem like it was the next day. Cause that's not, <laughs> I think so. not the next day, but yeah, it was it like, yeah. Cause like it grief kicks the shit out of you. I think, right. and, and I, I have no um, personal experience of watching someone die with a terminal illness and like declining mm. slowly over time. I have no bearings on that. And I'm sure there are positives and negatives for, for everything. For me, the fucking rug got ripped out and like, <laughs> this wasn't even on my radar. So I got the shit kicked out of me immediately. Yeah. And there were all these things that I didn't know how to do that I had to somehow like like you know take responsibility for. I had to like I was I like you literally was like giving you the plate. I was like, oh, you were just hanging out and boom, here's a big plate of shit you have to do now. Shit. Yeah. Like estate planning. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I have no idea. And then I would call, I would call the like you know, whatever it was, like the bank or what I can't remember. Like, the whole where, process of like, what do you need to do yeah. with this? Yes. Yeah. And I would call them up and they're like, I was like, hi, I'm calling about, you know, my, my father. And they're like, what was the name of the deceased? I was like, the deceased? <laughs> my dad? And then I would get angry and then I have to hang up. So it took me a year to like settle his assets and his estates because I just couldn't, I was so triggered on the phone that I couldn't yeah. do that. I had to get an attorney. I had to hire an attorney to help me because I was like, I can't do this. Can't. Yeah, because eventually your emotions kicked in and you're like, just, yeah. You work. The, in he's my dad. He's my father. Don't yeah, call him he's that. He's not like, you know, case number four, five, six, seven. You know what I mean? He's my yeah. goddamn father. So I don't, yeah. So I don't want it to be like, I got out of the hospital. I'm like, like a, like a Hallmark movie. No, it did not happen like that. I grieved. And struggled for a few months, just depressed, like almost catatonic and in shock. Yeah. Um, like emotionally, just, I was very emotional, but not emotionally here. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I could talk to you, but like I wasn't connected to you. 
I was living in the grief. I was living like trying to with my dad. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird, it was weird. It was like no grief is like no other experience I've ever survived through for real. Um, but yeah, the first thing I did um, drastically, like a big major life change was uh, quit my job. That was the first thing I did. I was like, I hate this. This ain't it. But it, it didn't just like Jerry Maguire style be like, fuck you, I'm out. I didn't do that. I sat down and I knew I was going to leave. And I'm like, okay, if I'm leaving, like I said, I was a teacher. So I was going to leave at the end of the school year. I was like, what do I need to put in place so that I feel ready? And I'm air quoting ready because you're never really ready. No, you know, you're I mean? never ready for not yet. hundred percent ready for anything. You just got to jump in. Right. What would I need to feel most comfortable, right? Yes. So I kind of made like an exit strategy so that when I, you know, when the summer came, I was already not coming back. You know, I didn't tell yeah. anybody that, but I knew I wasn't coming back. So that was like the first thing I did. Um, and then in the process, these two things kind of like simultaneously like correspond together because yeah. I started a business and the reason I was going to quit was I was like, okay, how do I sort of, instead of my business being in the back, how do I like shift the business to the front so that I can leave this stupid teaching job and not rely on it? You know what I mean? So yeah. I just made plans to grow my business. How do I get this client? How do I do this, this, and this so that I'll have a some income coming in by the yeah. time. Um, yeah. So I started a fitness and wellness business working with schools. And I was contracted to teach fitness classes for teachers. And yeah, and that was like the catalyst of me jumping into entrepreneurship. I left teaching, mm -mm. started a business. Yes. And when that business became, like I outgrew that. And mm. it wasn't necessarily like the teachers that this was about, but it was about the class itself. So I worked with a branding consultant mm. and- I created a fitness brand called Sweat Remix, which I still do, which is, you know, global. Um, and it took off as like a virtual global brand during pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And then when that got too small for me, right? Because as we grow, like not everything can come with you on the level up. So you're always, what I learned from grief is like when it's time to go because I wasn't going to stay in situations that didn't work for me anymore for seven, eight years longer than I needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, so how do you know that in that regard of like when, yeah, how do you know? Like maybe is it, is it just by feeling? Is it just by feeling like, you know, like it's you run your course kind of thing? Sure. And I think there's always that when you get like the internal icks for something. Mm. I think when you're in a relationship and you roll over and you look next to the person, you're like, I want to stab you. I hate you. Yeah. Like that's when you know it's time to end the relationship, you know? But I think, I can't speak for everybody, but I think this is a great point of inquisition for a lot of people of what symptoms are coming up that you're not happy about. For me, the symptoms that something is off in my life is when I am angry. And I'm like bitchy towards people and like judgmental and, and short. And I kind of like, like Karen adjacent, you know, like I kind of get that kind of behavior. Yeah. When I'm like frustrated and angry and short tempered and all of those things are symptoms that something is misaligned for me. 
So yeah. I invite anyone listening to kind of like dive into that of like what symptoms are coming up. Like, are you depressed? Are you overeating? Are you drinking a lot? Are you avoiding? Are you overworking out? Like, I don't know. Whatever yeah. the unhealthy, toxic shit is in your life, that is information that something needs your attention. Mm. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Actually, like, so you're pointing it out now. Like, I, I realize that I've been distracting, not as focused as usual. It's like, I know I can focus, but for some reason, I'm always distracting, avoiding something. Yeah, I need to think into that. Like, dive in, man. Yeah, dive cool. in and just like figure you know, out. Let's do a is. session. Let's do a session. Like dive in. <laughs> what is that about? You know, our avoidance is not necessarily about the avoidance of the task, but it's abo- avoiding maybe a, a realization that maybe we're not ready to admit or realize. Yeah, like, something's got to change, and we know it. Once we say it, we can't unsay it, and. <laughs> and then be full of shit you know so sometimes we avoid the inevitable yeah and yeah sometimes you just have to dive into it because i know i mean i know why i avoid so much right now at least it's because this is so for me it's like trying to grow my podcast right and then there's more work that needs to be done with it but the fact that i grew up in a sense of with voices or opinions you know from like people around me saying oh you don't have to do you don't have to to work so hard one mainly the reason why because I have a disability so you know you're kind of pampering I'm being I'm being pampered to you don't need to work let someone else do it you just need to hang out chill out because and if anything reading between the lines I'm weak you're you can't do it you're gonna hurt yourself you're just putting myself down or putting me down in that kind of way and so that's where all the distractions, I know that. And it's like annoying. It's, it's like, I'm mad. Because <laughs> yeah, you're listening to it. Because you're yes. like getting into it. And you're like, wait a second. That's like, not true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I'm just like, can you shut up and just let me do my thing, please? Like, I am annoyed as fuck right now. And I'm, I'm like, I'm genuinely like, just yes. Like, even, even before our talk, I was, <laughs> I was feeling mad. I was like, I just want to sit in silence. Can I just sit in silence? Then my body's like, no, this is hard work, just sitting in silence. And I was like, why? Like, what the fuck? Like, can I just sit because I want to, you know? Being with ourselves is always hard. It's right? Hard. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if you're asking for advice right now, but I'm going to give you a little some. so buckle up. Yeah, yeah, girl, uh, come and tell me now. Yeah, I think, I think be cautious and protective of who you share your dreams with and who you're sharing some of this shit with because not everybody's gonna understand it. So if you're telling people what you're experiencing and you're telling them what your frustrations are like, and they're not able to see you as the way that you wanna see you, then that is a waste of energy telling them. And it's, I would invite you to find another group of people who can support you on the level up rather than wanna pull you back into where you've always been. Me. Yeah, I've been a little coaching for you, Tina. Not <laughs> the theme of your show, but I figure that was the opportunity, and I would I would get it. But you know what I mean? Like we have to be really protective because we come from a certain place. Yeah, and everybody in that certain place is still in that place. Yep. And if we don't want to be in that place, then we got to start looking for other people who are not in that place and start telling them our goals and our dreams so that we can get to where they are. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's always good to have people who are where you want to be. And so that you can go out to them and like, hey, where are you, what, how are you doing it? Let me. Yeah. Something to aspire to and someone who sees life in a similar way, like it's bigger. Yeah. Bigger than doing what we've always done to get what we always get. Yeah. And that. And if that's your jam, I love that journey for you. But it doesn't sound like that's for you because it ain't for me. So maybe that's why we've connected. <laughs> right? Because it's, uh, yeah. And also like the whole nine to five and everything, that just like not my thing. And so I've never done that. And yeah. I love that you said that because the next chain of events, I refuse to get a nine to five. I refuse. I refuse yeah. to be a cog in someone else's machine. Mm-hmm. I do um, contract work uh, for corporate training. And I like that's different though, in a sense. Yeah, because like you don't owe me shit. You're not telling me what to do. You're just giving me the time to be there. Yep. Cool. So unfortunately for them, they sent out an email uh, with an attachment and I don't, and it wasn't the right attachment that I was supposed to get. Mm. But- I saw how much they actually charge the company for this corporate training in comparison to what I'm getting paid. So now watch out new year because now I'm raising my prices. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like I refuse to be part of something as an employee and getting a nominal percentage while the company is making all this. I just refuse. I refuse to do that. I refuse to waste away. I refuse to grow somebody else without growing myself. And I'm saying that because I'm at another crossroads in my life where I have gotten into a lot of medical debt and I have completely downsized and I'm like living in a basement apartment and it is not glamorous. Like I sold all my shit, sold all my shit. I don't need it. I don't want it. Like we're starting, like this is literally like ground zero starting over. And I think it's really brave. Like any cataclysmic event in your life, like that first one will always open up the floodgates of how brave and capable you are to Mm. always trust yourself, to always bet on yourself. Because if you can survive something so painful, so monumentally bullshit, then all of the other things that you're taking and the steps that you're taking after that, small potatoes, you know what I mean? Like, so what? I'm going to be in a basement apartment for six months and I get out of debt and then I'll go like live my life. I think it's brave as hell because there's a lot of people who would stay in the life, stay in the job, stay in the marriage, stay comfortable, and also stay miserable. I refuse to buy into any of that, and I would rather choose joy. Yeah, even though it's like right now, what you're in your housing situation just temporary right now. It's not, and it's not like you're staying. You're just making a decision to do this right now, and then yeah. once it's done, you move on and do something that brings you joy already. Yeah, it's real. Debt is real. Yeah. And we're all just one medical bill away from it. I'm telling yep. you this. Like, yep. Yeah. We are. So fuck it. Like, just do it. Because I think what I've learned from all of the things with my dad is that we just get one life. Yeah. I don't want to spend it pretending. I don't want to spend it sacrificing in a way that doesn't feel good or honest to me. So, yeah. yeah just live the hell out of it, man. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Girl, you've been telling me all this. I was like, young. I could <laughs> just like <laughs> notes, Tina. Did you take notes? I know. It's like I mean like I mean during during our pre pre interview too, you were just talking about 
like making these decisions just because it's for you versus like staying in with like say just staying just staying in whatever you feel like you don't have control over i think that was like those i think i I saw somewhere on um i think i don't know if it's because we have like in this like notion of rules that we have to follow all the time because i think i saw something like on facebook or whatever a person went to the doctor and it's like oh i or like to the therapist and they were saying oh i'm not feeling good but i have to wash the dishes and then i have to put in the dish rack it's dishwasher is so dirty and the therapist was saying why don't you just run it twice run the dishwasher twice and then the person was like oh i could do that you know like so like we have this notion of like we have to stick by the rules stick by what's guiding us like the regulations sometimes Mm -hmm. you just fuck all that and just do what you want to do and just because who said right right who gave you that and i guarantee most of these freaking rules come from like white supremacist patriarchal culture to begin with so like i don't really want to contribute to that i don't really buy into and perpetuate that that I have to work until I die? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> who who made that? Some capitalistic patriarchal fuck who's like Jeff Bezos level of finance. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do that. He said that I have to like get married and have babies. <laughs> As a woman, yeah. Yeah. All the data shows that like women do not benefit from either of those things. It actually creates like more work and stress in your life while like husband's life rate and life expectancy <laughs> goes up while your declines no thanks i don't want that (laughs) i don't want that (laughs) so i think anytime you're like that's another thing i invite anybody listening like anytime that you're like oh but i have to or oh i should or i shouldn't i want you to now catch yourself and be like who said whose is that is it societies is it your mom's and whoever it, whoever gave it to you or wherever it's coming from, ask yourself then, is that the kind of life that I want to live? Mm, right. If it's coming from my mom, I love my mom, all the love in the world, but I don't want her life. How is her life? She's a woman of the like 50s. She grew up that way, right? Mm, like- that's true. All the things, did all the things. Like, I don't want to be married. I don't want to like rely on a man. I don't, I don't just, I just don't want that. I don't want that. I like believe in therapy. (laughs) For fuck's sake. So, you know, I just think like, I don't find joy in the way that you're living your life. So anything that you're going to give me is always going to be from your vantage point and Mm -hmm. not bad or good. It's just your limitations and your vision of what you're going to bestow on me. So you're going to give me advice based off of your life experience. And your life experience and where you are in your life is not something that I really aspire to. So yeah. like, God bless, but I'm not going to take advice from somebody whose life that I don't want. Yes. You only have to take advice when people who are like, you're like, yes, I want their life or similar to their life. Let's do that. Versus like yeah, the other like, way around. You've earned the right. You've earned the respect for me to give me advice. You know what I'm saying? Like no mm-hmm. shame. I grew up with but like y'all never left you never left this small town like anything you say to me doesn't really doesn't come from like a global perspective of like experience it comes from the small radius where you are because you only learn so little in the little space you have but then there's so much life outside of that like there's so many things the cultures nature animals whatever it is like 
food like there's so many things we could learn yet many of us yeah choose not to yeah so that's what i'm saying like whose is that where did it come from yes who said it why where'd that come from right it's uh (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not encouraging everybody to like not wear their seatbelt and go like buck wild on the highway. Like there are certain rules that I do think are implemented to keep us safe, but I guess. So like, let's just call that it. <laughs> true, you know? true, true. Yeah. You know? yes. But I do, I do think there are a lot of rules air quote here that we follow that do not serve us as humans, as, as evolving culturally into, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think yeah. There's a lot of nuances behind that, but it's still, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not all rules or certain rules. Like you said, yeah, wearing a seatbelt, yeah. If you don't wear a seatbelt and something happens, young, yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah. If you yeah, don't wear, like where's yeah, where's <laughs> don't don't hurt animals, don't yeah. hurt don't hurt children, don't hurt other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. rules in that sense, but like I think how you do life, mm-hmm. I just like Alexis Rose. Like I love that journey for you. Yeah. If you're like, I want to join the circus and be a topless dancer at this. I love the journey for you. Love that. I don't, I have a client, for example, who loves, um, she's like a hippie and loves like hug healing and like hug circles and, and all that, that makes me want to vomit. Like, don't touch me. I don't like, (laughs) I don't like, but like I coach her to, to get to this point where she's able to like freely say all these things that she loves and with no judgment because i don't yeah. care if that works for you that's cool not everybody has to like it yes but definitely not be able to be like hey does that work for you i champion you i support you and i just want you to be happy you go yeah. get them yeah well catch me in a hug circle but i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> no i feel that i definitely feel that <laughs> as we're closing in right now i was curious about like well, as we're closing in, I just want to say thank you so much, Angela, for just sharing your story and just like being here and you. Just sharing your enthusiasm to just like fuck everything, you just do you and just like you know like who said yeah like who said you need to be this? Who said who you need to do this? If you you know just do what feels good for you, what brings you joy, you know, and you know despite everything that we were saying earlier, like yeah, wear your seatbelt, don't hurt kids, don't hurt animals, all that stuff too. But thank you so much for sharing it. And as we're closing too, what is your one takeaway for, for our listeners today? Ooh, um, your dreams matter. The way that you mm-hmm. want to do life matters. Yeah. Uh, because I think we can talk ourselves out of something because it's, you know, we've been conditioned so much to abandon and to follow the rules and do what we should. But listen to yourself because that's honest and that's real. And there's a part of you that is just begging to come out and thrive and shine. And I encourage anybody to have that conversation. If you need help figuring out what the next steps are and building a roadmap on how you start listening to yourself and how you start creating a life that you love, because here we are, it's real easy to be like, burn the fuck down. It wasn't always easy to do that. And this is what I'm here to help people do. So please reach out if you need any help on your journey of being like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to burn it down. (laughs) Like I got you. I can help. Yes. And every, um, Angela's information will be all in the show notes. So you can definitely reach out to her and everything. But thank thank you again, Angela. And thank, thank you. you. 
Thank you, everyone, for being here and just listening in. And if you enjoy our conversation, please review wherever you're listening and look out for new episodes every Tuesday on The Courageous Inner Beast. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoy our conversation and like to know more about Angela Gentile, please look in the description for more information and for the links.